So, no one told you life is going to be this way. Your job's a joke. You're broke. Your love life's DOA. What am I talking about, Eric? <laughs> what is that? Uh, sounds familiar. Yeah. It, makes, it makes me want to clap. Well, it's the way we get around paying royalties because that, in fact, is the Friends opening theme song lyrics. Because if you were around uh, Earth last week, it was all about the Friends reunion. Did you catch it? I did not get an opportunity to catch it, but it's on my radar and, and on my list of things to, to do when I have a moment. <laughs> well, great. Uh, we're going to talk all about that because I'll be there for you on this episode of the PodMax Podcast. Welcome to the PodMax Podcast. So like you, Eric, I also did not, let's say, yet see it. Um, I'm not sure if and when I will, because you need, as you know, it's only viewable on one streaming service. Mm. It's HBO Max. So it's not like, hey, I got Netflix. I got Hulu. I got Disney Plus. I got Paramount Plus. I got CBS All Access. I mean, there are just so many these days, right? So you have HBO Max, Eric? I do. I do. You've uh, had it? I have it. I, I didn't give in until uh, Justice League came out, Zack Schneider's Justice League. Oh. And, you know, that's that's what starts it all because my intention was to get rid of it. And, yeah, and now I love it. So I'm keeping it. So you found, when was that? Like a year ago, the Justice no, League? No, six months, months ago. So, so. If it wasn't the Friends reunion, it was your version, which was Justice League. They yeah. got you oh, yeah. that way. And then you and then you maintain it. Yeah. And that is the plan, isn't it? Always. Yeah. So what's crazy is it's not enough. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's not enough just to have a cable subscription with an add-on to HBO, which is an add-on subscription to your cable package, but you need an add-on to the add-on to get HBO Max? <laughs> no, I think it's the only thing that exists now for HBO streaming. I think they consolidated all their channels. What are you saying? Their... That, that HBO comes with basic cable? No, 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 no. If you cut the cord, as I did mm -hmm. almost 10 years ago, seven okay. years now, okay. um, and you had an HBO app on your device, mm -hmm. Apple or mm -hmm. Roku, whatever, mm -hmm. they they changed it. It's now you have to go to HBO Max. There's only one. There used to be it used to be fragmented, like their apps, HBO Max. I'm 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 what you call a confused buyer. I, I don't even know who I would call, where the, I would get here's it. Here's the irony of it. And and and, and folks, I know we're, we're 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 bantering here and we're playing uh when we will we will get into podcasting and stuff. But this is fun too though. I, I think this is all relevant. But I want to share sort of the idea behind what Josh is saying here, which is kind of ironic, mm. is those who've cut the cord, which I know most millennials, I think there was a survey out there, like something insane, like 57 or 67 percent of people don't have cable anymore. Uh. Um, it's really the old guard, the baby boomers, my mom and pop. Uh, but the cable has now right evolved into streaming services, which doesn't it look very much like we have cable now? Because if you go to your <laughs> your device, whether it's Apple or Roku or Amazon, it, there's all the channels. It looks slightly different, but the feed is coming through the same coaxial cable as it did, which gave us the coined term cable. Hmm. So it's all coming from the same place, folks. It's just now a la carte, which which 
they were predicting over a decade ago hmm. that was going to happen anyway. So it's good stuff. I like a la carte. Yeah. So maybe I'll catch it. I did hear good things about it. I keep reading the headlines and it seems like it was a extraordinarily positive success. So yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was a great show. It's, it's, it, it doesn't hold as well as like a Seinfeld to me. I, I've watched friends. I don't know. Uh, re recently, I'd say over the past year hmm. and it's kind of uh, the, the, the jokes don't land. It's kind oh. of like, it's, it's, yeah, it's not as funny anymore, but we'll see. I hear you. Sure it's good. Speaking of funny, let's get right to the first segment of this show. Thanks for tuning in. What have we got going forward? In the know. Just realized I was dapping. Is that what it's called? <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So something happened, Josh, a couple of weeks ago, mm -hmm. which is a big thing in the podcast industry, in our industry. And I'm just going to read this little article from Reuters. Oh, that wow. Was, that Fancy. Was highlighting something that already happened. So mm. this is speaking in future tense, but it happened two weeks ago. Okay. Move over, Oscar and Tony. Wow. The Ambers, Ambies have arrived. The Ambies have arrived. The newly formed Podcast Academy this weekend hands out its first awards called the Ambies for the best in a booming industry that has room for everyone from Prince Harry and Kim Kardashian wow. to a student with an iPhone. So they give a good statistic here, which I love. I love podcast statistics. They said that 56% of Americans over the age of 12, the equivalent of 162 million people, have listened to a podcast at least once. And that's according to a 2021 research by Infinite Dial. And that has grown 36% over the past five years. So uh, the, the, what, the point I want to get to here, and they talk about like how easy it is to start a podcast, yada, yada, yada. But what is interesting now that there is a podcast academy, which mm -hmm. is now created because podcast academy was birthed in February of last year, 2020 yep, over a year old. Exactly. So it's, it's new and it took them a year to launch the Ambies, which is their equivalent to the Oscars. It's their uh, award. Right. So what do you think of this, Josh? Uh, I think a lot of things of it. I think it's a smart move for a lot of reasons. You know, Eric, we've had conversations in the past year, as we're known to do. We have conversations early, get it all out, let them sit and marinate, and then six to 12 months down the road, they'll rebirth, right? And germinate, if that's the actual word I'm looking for. Um, so we've had conversations about, ooh, the PodMax Awards. We should have an award. Why? Why do we? Why did we have that conversation? What does it do from the business brand side, whether it's us or the Podcast Academy or the um, uh, Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts, and Science? It's the people who give out the Oscars. Why create an award on a fundamental level. What do you think it does? It does it does many things, right? So so let's uh, let's let's peel the curtain back a little bit from the creators of the awards perspective. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's a wonderful opportunity for them to establish themselves as you know, the leaders that can bestow, you know, these awards. We deem you worthy of holding this award. And then also a reason to reach out and network to the people who are leading that Ooh. industry, right? So now I'm a credible source because I am the one that is nominating you mm. for an award. We wanna honor you and your work. So that's a really cool thing because Demi Moore has a show 
Um, I, I, I can't remember the name mm -hmm. of it, but she has a podcast. And I think she was nominated and potentially won uh, one of these Ambies. So, I mean, we have our shows. We have our podcasts. And I find it as a wonderful opportunity and tool to gain, uh, you know, some sort of time, coffee, if you will, with a person I normally wouldn't have a conversation with like a Demi Moore and say, hey, I got a podcast. Can you get on my show? And a lot of people would say yes, you know, years ago because no one, it wasn't as common. So that's kind of cool that they're able to now leverage the Academy AMBs to reach out to all these big names like Mark Marin. Mm -hmm. But then on the other side, Josh, right, there's people who are receiving the nomination and potentially winning the award. Ah. I mean, how powerful is that, right? It does a multiple, multiple things, you know, credibility, right? Positioning. Positioning. Yeah. You can use it for many, many things in your brand. So Powerful. if if you want to start an award under your brand like the Podcast Academy has done, the, the prerequisite that we're implying here is that it'll only really work if you already have some sort of stature and positioning and credibility and expertise under your brand to support that, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 interesting because there's no short shortage of awards, right, in any industry. Mm -hmm. What I love about this news and that this has happened is that it really does legitimize the podcast industry. When before we turned the mics on and we were talking about this, we liking it. We, we liken it to the Academy that we call the Academy, but it's really the Oscars, mm -hmm. and and how that probably potentially had legitimized. The, the 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 film industry right the moving the talkies they used to call it because we it, it it evolved from radio and then radio moved into moving pictures and that's literally what they called it like it was a silent era and then they started incorporating sound and then eventually at some point and you i know you did some research into this if you want to share mm -hmm. the academy the oscars was created how many years in are they well, it was the first Academy Award was given out in 1927, actually 1929, honoring the films from 1927 and 1928. Mm -hmm. You know who created the Association of Motion Picture Arts and Science, which I keep saying is the organization that gives out the Oscars, the Academy Awards. It was created back in the 1920s by Louis B. Mayer who was the, the head of a big movie studio, thus becoming part of MGM, Metro Goldwyn Mayer. Uh, so he was a bigwig. He actually created this organization to fend off what he saw union jobs and unionization in Hollywood. So it, it did have ulterior motives. He saw it as if I collect and get all these members into this organization under my roof, it'll help me, you know, gain strength in numbers in essence. And then he saw another way of giving certain people awards as a way for them to work for his film studio. So it's an interesting read if you want to Google uh, why why were the Academy Awards started, and uh, you'll see. But today, we're talking about really different legitimate reasons that on both sides of the equation, you can create an award, you could uh, receive an award. And like you said, Eric, there are so many awards. And whether it's an award or something similar, how many times do you get an email or a nomination for 
you're you're in the top 10 home advisor businesses of central New Jersey here put our badge <laughs> on your website that's an award that's a marketing play but it serves done right it serves the the honoring organization and you as the as the recipient as long as there's weight and recognition on both sides it can really be used as a win-win oh yeah absolutely so yeah, I mean we could dedicate a whole show yeah. to this one, but let's let's move on. Before we do, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let me just yeah. uh really quick. Um you said that uh this just further legitimizes the industry. Yeah. It's really safe to say, right? It or I should say, is it safe to say that this industry is by far now legitimized? Like like no further question asked. I mean, there's a boatload of money changing hands. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about yeah. legitimizing the industry? Are we have we arrived? I think that well, especially on this show, we we constantly bring to the table uh, all, all the signs, all the hallmarks of of the industry being legit. Mm. Um, this is just one of the many. To so so to have an academy, to have an award, you know, uh, committee that is able to do what it does, you know, and it, it's just a win for everyone because now the awareness, like you said, the 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 outside is now going to look in and think, oh wow, there's an academy, there's an award ceremony. It's it's not these little one offs by small in smaller companies mm. this is legitimized by major brands and corporations that have uh stake in this and understand it's like investing in something you believe in it and you're like okay we're gonna we're gonna go all in on this and we're gonna support this you know uh, i i think some uh, amazon is supporting it and and and, mm -hmm. and um i forget the other brands there was another big one that just came in and they're like we're sponsoring all of this um to grow it so yeah, it definitely legitimizes the industry even more. And ironically enough, Amazon just bought MGM, <laughs> which is a great callback. Circle. Yeah, yeah. So callbacks. Take us in. Let's do it. Build it, and they will come. I had an idea. Actually, we had an idea over a year ago. Eric and I, we came to the table with a four-part series that we did. I remember this was in the beginning, towards the beginning of 2020's thing, which is, you know, known as COVID. Because I remember when we did this, nobody knew how long this was going to be. So we were all at home. I set up shop in my five-year-old, he was five at the time, uh, five-year-old son's bedroom. That's where I found some, you know, solace and some quiet area. And that's where I set up my shop. Uh, I've since moved down to the basement, as you know. But um, I remember when we were doing this, it was a four-part series called The Science of Shows. And what we did is each week, we would welcome a professional podcast host onto the show with us. And we'd spend a half hour or so um, having them tell us about one of their favorite episodes and what made it so great. And then we would all learn about what the guests did, what they did, and we could learn and implement there's something about being business owners and entrepreneurs between working on the business and working in the business, right? The trap is you don't want to work in the business all day. So naturally when we started, Eric and I, we're both responsible for a lot of the day-to-day -day nuances before we can slowly bring on other people who take it. 
we're we're really succeeding in getting much of this off of our plate. And what did you tell me last week, Eric, as we start to free up both of our times with this? Free up our time to focus on yeah. yeah, it's 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 a powerful thing that that it's a gift, really, Josh, uh, for anyone who can duplicate themselves or find people that they trust to to take on responsibilities that normally you take on. If you do a job description uh, for all of the things within your company and then you start to put names to every job description and if you occupy multiple positions within your business, well, it's time to start hiring and trusting others to take that responsibility from mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. uh, so that what happens as a wonderful side effect of that is you get time which to me is everything. That's currency. Honestly, I, I talk about this and my wife disagrees wholeheartedly. I don't care about money. <laughs> I care about time. Time is currency. I need that in my life. So with that, what do you do once your time gets to free, gets freed up? I'm not watching Netflix. You know, I'm not eating Cheetos and playing video games. No offense, Rob. You got, <laughs> <laughs> because you got way more time than I do. But here's the thing, Josh, it, frees up not just time, but our minds. Mm. It allows us and gives us space to create because now I'm stressing less. I'm thinking about less in the business. And now I'm able to think about being on the business mm -hmm. and creating things that help the business grow. So yeah, that's the gift, dude. I was like, yep. you're going to get your time back, which is going to be able to allow you to create. Yeah. And slowly but surely, there have been things taken off my plate that are, you know, day-to-day -day nuances that I don't have to deal with, which is fantastic. Um, and we love to create, right? We're creators. So I called, I called you the other day and I said, I need access to our StreamYard account because I'm, I'm doing something that uh, I'll share with you. So basically, now that I have some time to say, okay, what do I really want to be working on? There was something that we did last year, that science of shows concept, where we bring on a host and talk about one of their favorite episodes. That was still gnawing at me. And I was like, mm, I really am excited by that. I want to do that. So I reached out to one person, um, even before I told Eric about it. And uh, it was Mario Ficini, our man Mario. Um, and I, I pitched it to him. I said, Hey, you want to be a guest of mine? I'm doing this thing where I'll ask you to bring your favorite episode. It'll be called the best guest ever. And we'll talk about why it was, what the guest did right. And all that stuff. He said, yeah, sure. We recorded it yesterday at the time of this recording. And it was great. I absolutely loved it. I saw, I basically used it as a proof of concept, right? So this is where it gets important and specific. I didn't call it a podcast out of the gate. I'm calling it right now a series, right? So that allows me to not have to commit, so to say, of like endless episodes, do cover art, figure it all out. I'm like, no, it's a series. Right now it's live on Facebook. I could always go back and take the episodes and put them on an official podcast platform, which will probably happen. But proof of concept right now out of the gate. I recorded the one episode. After that episode, I went on Facebook and I said, hey, podcast hosts, who wants to be on this new series of mine called Best Guest Ever? This is what it is. This is what we'll do. Again, proof of concept. I woke up this morning. There's dozens 
of positive responses saying, uh, yeah, I'd love to be part of this. And Eric, you know what else this is doing? It's opening us up to, to connecting and interviewing and being with other show hosts that we otherwise, within our current podcast offerings, wouldn't have a place for. There's a lot there. Yeah, I remember when we did it, you know, roughly a year ago, mm-hmm. the the response uh, from the guests, which is the, it, it, it's it's a little meta, right? Having having, <laughs> we're talking about best guest ever, about the person who's guesting on this show to talk about the best guest that they've ever interviewed. So it's kind of it's it's very Inception, like yes. going layers layers deep. There is also a focus, just so you know, on the host as the guest in real time. So yeah. it does, yeah, so it gets it, it, really it, correct. Correct. What's funny though, um, and and I know you're a fan as well. I recently saw in my feed Howard Stern talking to Robin about his best guest of 2020. Ooh. Yeah, dude. So this is kind of funny. Wow. I didn't even tell you this. Um, and he started going into it uh, with Robin because she didn't know who it was because the guest was going to show up. And he said, this is the best interview because I felt like, and it was all about Howard, obviously. Um, he, you know, that's, that is his brand. But he was like, it made me feel like the the best interview because I got every question I wanted out. Mm. I got to go down any rabbit hole and feel wow. f- get fulfillment from where it went. And then I felt a deep, deep connection with this person mm. to the point where it was almost like we had sex, you know? And he said it to the guest that came on later. And Robin's like, who? He's like, yeah, it was like, we had such a deep emotional bond that I felt like this is my new best friend. We're going to hang out. We're going to have dinner. We're going to talk all the time. And he goes, I didn't know that happened. But can you guess who it was? Not at all. It was none other than Conan O'Brien. So Conan, right, who is a peer and, 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 and you know, well-respected uh, person in the industry with Howard as well, um, came on. He popped in. You know, so Robin tried to guess just like you tried to guess. And then Conan zoomed in where however they do it. And uh-huh. and they talked and Conan agreed with everything he was saying. It's like, dude, it was amazing conversation. And they started to go deep, just like you're doing on that interview. Except wow. Conan showed up. Wow. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. And interesting. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Yeah. So um, what I love about it is you don't have to overthink it, right? Mm. If you want to start a podcast, start with a proof of concept, do one episode, get it out there, see how it feels, see if there's a good response, see if you like it, right? You don't have to spend all day, all month, all year getting all the pieces. There, There is something to be said about ready, fire, aim. And that's basically what we're doing here. Uh, it worked. I got it out there. The proof of concept, people are responding positively. Mm-hmm. People are literally lining up to be a guest on it. So we'll see where it goes. Yeah. And, you know, you could, you could take that kind of approach. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next. Have you ever. In this segment, we bring up a question on either side of the mic. And this week it's this for you, Eric. Have you ever had a guest host fill in for you on your show i i'm trying to think back i've done this multiple multiple times i'm trying to think back to the first time i did it and it may have been you potentially Mm. i can't remember but yes i i it started back 
entrepreneur circle years ago. Um, I couldn't do an episode. Um, I oh, okay, I'll say the first time it happened, Capital Hacking with my co-host, the other Josh, Josh McAllen. I couldn't make it to a legit um day of recordings where we'd batch mm. in studio. So all these guests were showing up in our studios here at Honor Brands. And I couldn't make it. It was a family thing. You know, I'm not going to family first, as we know our core values to be. And jo Justin Fraser stepped in. Justin Fraser came to the studio and did the three interviews wow. for me with him. Uh, so, yeah, that was the very first time. But, yeah, we've done it multiple, multiple, multiple times since. Yeah. Uh, the reason we're also bringing this up is because it's topical as of... Um... I mean, you know, I'm never good with time. It feels like last week we attended, we spoke about going to it. We were attending uh, VaynerMedia's and Sasha Group's 4Ds, uh, several hour virtual event, now virtual event that we were invited to and took them up on. And it was, let's let's talk briefly about that. Was it Was it a phenomenal experience attending and learning from Gary and the crew? Yeah, I mean, it it did several things, you know, one of which being, um, you know, our alignment constantly with Vayner over the uh, course of the year plus um, is always, always super beneficial for, for us. Uh, we just, we're, we're huge fans and followers and, and, and we love anything that they can create and absorb and, and connect us to. So, but then the other thing that happened is, um, you know, seeing the family, like seeing all the Vayner C-suite who all knew our names, who knew our brands. They, they like, you guys are all through the hallways here. We, we, we love you guys. Um, we're talking about the, the CMOs to the chief, the CHO, the chief heart officer and Claude, uh, you know, Sasha's president uh, and CEO with James. So that's always great. And the being aligned and, and seeing them when we can. But then also the cool thing, Josh, is meeting the other business owners, multi-million dollar businesses that coming to the Vayner offices for the same exact reason as we are. So yeah, it was a lot of good stuff and I'm not uh -huh. even mentioning Gary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. We had one-on-one -on -one time with Gary that yeah. really you, you just don't know what to expect. We came to the table with a uh, a question, a theory, an idea, a thought that we wanted him to um exp you know expand on and he did. And I think we got in a good direction. Like you said, Eric, you didn't expect that answer. So that's what, I mean, really, isn't that what you get from Gary? Like he's not going to be always obvious and it's great. So we'll, we'll talk more about that evolution as time goes on, but for the, have you ever, we, um, that was right in the middle last Wednesday of our show here. You didn't want to take this show dark. So what did we do and how much of a success was that? Yeah, I, I didn't know what to expect. I mean, I knew things would always be good. I didn't know if it would be great, which apparently it's been great. Uh, so so we have a very deep bench, um, you know, in terms of our team members, especially team members that can step up to the mic and turn the cameras on. Uh, so we asked Larry Roberts, who's one of our mainstays. You know, he's 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 done plenty with and for us. Uh -huh. uh, so we're like, hey, it's a no brainer, man. Um, you're you're first up to bat. Are you in? He's like, all day. Yeah. Give me the bats. Give me everything. Um, I'll do it. So we're like, hmm, well, we don't want Larry to just like fly solo, right? There's two of us here. Why yeah. wouldn't there be two of them there? I mean, it works best. You have somebody to, to riff with. So we're like, why don't we bring one of our newest team members 
uh, in with Larry. We've we've seen their chemistry throughout our mixers. And our meetings, if you Monday morning meetings. Co- co- you gotta, speaking of, you got to go to our mixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where wonderful people meet. You get to meet our team. You get to meet our tribe and community. Podmax.co slash mixer. Um, if Rob, you could share the link there. But yeah, check it out. It's a free event that we do every single Friday. So it's really cool because we were able to see in real time those two banter. So it only made sense to bring on our new Podmax talent coordinator, which is our, our booking agency. Uh, in Rachel, Rachel Sparrow. Yeah. So the two of them uh, showed up, um, did it live like like we do, followed the format, and we got to watch some of it in real time. And I finished up, you know, the next day I watched the entire episode. And it was just, like you said, it was just really good. It was really satisfying from our point of view just to like sit back and see that it worked and to it, it, I, I almost felt like a proud father. I just can't put it any other way. It was just amazing. Yeah, it was good. And we, we got a lot of positive feedback. Obviously the viewership uh, proves that people, people like it. And yeah, that like was crazy. Them. So yeah, we'll, we'll see we're, we're, we're throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. So more to come folks. Yeah. It, and, and always, you know, consider if, if, if you're doing a live show and there's the potential to go dark, does it have to be, you know, can you bring someone on to step in, in your place? Mm-hmm. A perfect example coming up next is the on-air brands live show. And, and Josh and I used to be the hosts of that show. And now we have two amazing hosts that bring a ton of value to the community and Todd Genitazio and, and Amber Furman, uh, you know, brilliant in, in many respects, but especially in the marketing space, which is what on-air brands is all about. So yeah, duplicate yourself in business and potentially in your podcast. Yeah. So let's give a quick recap. The segments today, uh, Pro in the Know, we spoke about the Podcast Academy bringing their uh, award to the table, the, the Ambies. Ambies. Yeah. yeah. And and we spoke about what, um, uh, what an award can do on both sides of the table. Yeah. Legitimizes our industry, uh, you know, obviously. And then, you know, gives everyone an opportunity to to win and to establish their brand as podcasters and, uh, you know, being graced by, uh, the Academy. Oh, thank you so much that, 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 that'll do that'll be, a ton for you. That'd be great. Yeah. I I'd like that feeling. Yeah. And then we had build it and they will come Josh, like our friend, Chris Kremitzos likes to say, start ugly, just, just do it, you mm-hmm. know, ready, fire, aim. And he created a show. Uh, that you know anyone who's listening if you're interested you know reach out and and see if see see if it's a good fit for the best guest ever show yeah you don't need all of the answers you can position it any way you want like i said i'm calling it a series right now who knows where it'll go mm-hmm. we'll see yeah i love it i mm-hmm. love it and then have you ever have you ever had a fill-in guest host take your seat and what was that like we had uh eric said he got a um several um people to fill in along the years he's been doing this. And then last week while we were at the four D's virtual event, we had uh, Larry Roberts and Rachel Sparrow filling in for us. And it, it all worked out wonderfully. You know what? I remember just calling back to the early days. I remember when Johnny Carson, uh, he would never go dark Mm. and Joan Rivers used to come in and guest. uh, And I used to love when she guested, um, and, and, and then I think Jimmy Fallon now does, I mean, all the talk show hosts do it now. They have some sort of fill in. I know Chris Pratt came in and like guested on, I don't know whether it was Conan or Fallon, but, 
um, it's, 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 it's nothing new, you know? So I know there are a lot of people out there like, it's my podcast and it needs me. And it's like, does it really? <laughs> Why don't you try it out and see, give you, give a friend an opportunity. If they don't have a show, let them test drive your, your, your Tesla and see if they like it. Great analogy, by the way, to bring it to the late night talk shows. I didn't even think about that. How, yeah, they, they've established that yeah. guest, guest spot fill in. So yeah. A lot of good ways and reasons to be open-minded with uh, this industry because there are no rules. You could do whatever you want within the confines. It all works. Love it. And love you, bro. And we and I love what's coming up next because we're about to find out from Todd and Amber what to expect at the On Air Brands show. What is up, guys? Yo, yo, what's yo. going on, guys? Hey, hey, I don't hey. want to start a war here. <laughs> but, but he's going to. But... <laughs> He's going to throw something. I am really uh, excited with this Friends reunion show over the last week. Yes. How, whoa, not yet. <laughs> no spoilers. Uh -oh. No spoilers. <laughs> I'm spoilers. very excited about how many people have come out of the woodwork to join me in hating this stupid no. show. <gasps> Can't stand it. Are you talking about hating Friends the or the reunion? Friends. Okay. Uh, Could not I, I don't know I if would, I can continue to co-host this. I would. <laughs> I spent my wife loves it. So like it used to be on like in the room and I just like, it just did not do it for me. And Eric, you said something that uh, was very interesting to me is that you've watched it now mm. and you're like, it doesn't hold up. Well, I think Eric actually, it never held up, but you have come to the realization <laughs> Because there are people who still binge watch Friends just like the office Seinfeld. And yeah. so, see? And so I think, Eric, you've actually really? come over to my side here in realizing. Are you serious? Did I just get caught up in the really... hype back in the day? Amber, yeah. is he is he just a Joey Tribbiani hater? Is he feeling <laughs> a little jealous? What's happening here, actually? Look, I don't think I've ever told someone that you have to choose me or someone else. But I kind of feel like this is a line in the sand. Because, like, we found it. I um I am a huge friends addict and I addict. am wow. addict is the word. Wow. Um I've probably seen all 10 seasons at least 40 or 50 times. Oh um God. I am the person that has a friends quote for everything and my friends oh. do not enjoy it as much as I do. <laughs> um so I I I have to disagree with you Todd. Like I I think that it got yeah. better as I aged because I was able to relate to it. Like, mm -hmm. but, but it came out when I was in, I mean, God, I, my senior pictures were taken on a central perk couch. Like oh. when I was a senior in high school, <laughs> wow. like, so when you're a senior in high school, you can't relate to it. So then you really are just caught up in the hype. Right. Yeah. But then you start going through college and you start mm. going into your late twenties <laughs> and your early thirties. And you're like, Oh my God, this show's amazing. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I got really got solidified for me as not very good was back in the day, Opie and Anthony mm -hmm. played, they would, they, they started, it came up as a topic one and they played parts of the episode without the laugh track. Mm, that's and brilliant. all of a sudden it was like, wow. Yeah. None of that. Like, when are you supposed to laugh here? This like, um, you know, like it, it was, it was, you know, Hmm. Very uh, 
revealing. It, it, it wasn't one of those shows where you could pop in and out like a Seinfeld, right? No. Nope. Because the stories were so self-contained. This was a soap opera. So if you jumped mm. in at season six, you don't know the characters. You don't know that... You know, Courtney Cox or history, Monica right. is a is a neat freak. You don't know the, the sure. dynamic between Ross and Rachel. Like you're coming in blind, so it's hard to appreciate one two episodes. But mm. if you're in from the beginning, yeah, I think you're on. You're you're appreciating. I mean, I paid ride. attention. I knew what was going on. Oh, you knew. I paid, just a, I paid attention while it was hated it. Yeah, like it just. <laughs> he just doesn't have hooked. a sense of humor. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Everyone <laughs> tells me that. Everyone tells me that. Maybe you just weren't single and dating at the time, like me. That's yeah. how I appreciate right. it. Right? Okay. True. I was or, relating, know, Amber. Yeah. Or you know, the just the classic. How do they afford these apartments in, in Manhattan? You know. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Speaking of that, did you guys see that because Friends came out in 1994, that they wow. recreated um, the Central Perk? They recreated Monica's apartment and Ross's apartment in New York. And last weekend or two oh, weekends ago, oh. you could go rent them for nineteen dollars oh, and. 94 cents a night what? for the memorable 1994 year. And it will not be $19.94 a night for long. Wow, um, right, I think it yeah, was just crazy. that weekend. Mm. Um, but I I just about flew to New York for that. I'm surprised you didn't. Oh, do that, it. That must have been sold. That must have sold out very quickly. I can't imagine. I, you would think. Yeah. Either that or it was done um, hostile style. Right. And Running, like everybody yeah, has yeah. a corner like over the room. A hundred, yeah, a hundred people got to stay there. That could be true. Too. Speaking of hostile, tell us what's coming up at noon. <laughs> it could nice be a very segue. show now. You know, the, our little, our window in between episodes is going to be throwing down the gauntlet here. <laughs> but, you know, watching Friends every week is a habit when you get into, you know, you watch these things and, and creating content should be a habit as well. Right. So that's what we're talking about today in, um, in the episode on air brands, we have season three, episode 11. We're going to be talking wow. about, uh, I think we have eight or 10 tips on how to get into and stick to the content creation habit. Mm. Can you, yeah. give us a, can you give us a little, um, uh, how, what, what's it come down to? Yeah. So we are going to dig into how um, self-control is overrated, how motivation is overrated and how the real key is controlling your environment. So you don't need those things. I got to tune into this show. I can't believe how intense you guys are taking this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea. This this wardrobe's about to change for the next Ooh. show just for Todd. She's going to yeah. put her hair up. She's going to go. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to put on yeah, the Rachel wig. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, this is Yeah. Thank you for taking this um, 11 shows to date and thriving. Thank you both so much. Yeah, yeah it's we're been excited. a great ride and, and I'm excited for where it's going. Absolutely. So folks, uh, as you heard earlier in the show, join us at our mixers, podmax.co slash mixer for an opportunity to meet Todd and Amber, all the rest of the team and the community that uh, has grown to love and support one another. Uh, that's usually every single Friday when we're not holding PodMax. So mm -hmm. June 11th, though, is our 13th PodMax. A lot of numbers here, folks. <laughs> uh, PodMax 13 is going to be coming on the 11th so please if you're interested if you've heard about it and you've been thinking of what it's all about what's what can i do how can i get involved it closes in two days this friday june 4th is registration over and now you have to join and jump in before we do that and set the schedules over the weekend so hopefully 
you go check out podmax.cl, see what it's all about, grab your ticket, because if you do get a ticket, you get one to give, yes. which we're really excited about. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And if you've ever wondered, here's going to take us out some words from our beautiful, brilliant community. Let's hear what they have to say. See you soon. Cheers. I think everybody kind of knows or has a feeling that podcasting is like a thing, you know, um, it's just a matter of how it gets incorporated into their business, into their story. Where else can you get on an event, like in person or online and have like this collection of people, any person that this group and this community attracts just like brings it. There is no community like the PodMax community, oh. guys. I love PodMax. I love everything about this environment, this family, and every one of these events. It's just tremendous. This is our fifth time here, and every time it just gets better and better. I mean, the relationships, the format of the event, and the opportunities to put us in front of people like David, for example. So we're always open to having deeper and more meaningful conversations one-on-one -on -one with each and every one of you to say, all right, how do we help each other? We're all in the same game here. It's life, right? Let's just do it as best as we can and have a blast doing it. I am just like living off the energy from my two interviews this morning, getting pumped for my third interview. There was just a lot of personality that was brought. There was a lot of deep conversations that I wasn't anticipating. It just created magic. Are you an entrepreneur? Apply now to be a podcast guest at podmax.co.